Welcome to Power Trader Radio's Trade Talk, the show designed exclusively for the savvy stock trader or investor of today. With the latest market analysis and strategies, stock market tips and tricks, investments with options and spread trades, near report, news, events, analysis, and research, we put it together for you. Hosted by Andy Peterson and Mark Eli. And now here are your co-hosts, Andy Peterson. Yes, Andy Peterson and Mark Eli. As the song slowly fades into the background, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> well, welcome everybody, or abruptly fades into the background. I'm not really sure which, but nevertheless, uh, welcome to another episode. Uh, man, I think this is episode number 130, and uh, you can join us online um, uh, live, or you can listen to our podcast um, with Power Trader Radio. With me, as always, is my trusted dog, Daisy, who doesn't usually say anything until we go live, so you might hear from her. And almost as um, consistent of a guest on my show or on our show is co-host Mark Eli. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm great. From Chicago. And yes, welcome. from Chicago, the options trading capital of the world. Yes. Uh, we got some yeah. trades for you today. Allegedly. Yes, and we do have some trades for you today. Let's talk about what we're going to be talking about. So uh, we've done a couple few. Uh, we've done some paper trading uh, this week, Mark and I and John. John might be joining us. He's one of our uh, numero uno coaches that we rely upon for his expertise in teaching not only me, because I'm ever learning, but also anybody else who signs up for his classes. Um, and so John might be joining us as well. Um, my trading style, just really quickly, um, I like those short-term uh, trades because, believe it or not, my short-term memory is okay, but my long-term <laughs> memory is not all that great. So, like, I've got that trade out there for ADVDL that we did, like, three months ago. It's got, like, three more months. And being not only uh, losing my long-term memory, but also being as impatient as I am, I just I just want to see these things happen. So, you know, what I like to do, just as far as my trading style, again, is concerned, is especially over the weekend, um, just kind of catch my breath and take a look at what what good trades are um, are out there that all of our um, trade caddy reports are announcing as being good trades, um, and then looking for a Friday expiration on those so that I can get that quick 20% turnaround. Um, and so... What a wonderful turnaround that is for such a short period of time, especially if you can do those types of trades over and over again. Um, is, Mark, is that is that kind of your approach too, or what kind of a trader would you say you were when it comes to expiration dates, that sort of thing? I, I'm definitely uh, the contrast to you. I'm I, I'm long term, laid back. You know, I, I I have a lot of patience on my trade in in low risk, low to medium risk. So. But Excuse today, me. today we're going to get a great trade. Andy's got us queued up for. Um, you got Andy converting into mm-hmm. a day trader, and me a, a long time <laughs> spread trader. So, Andy, I yeah, think we're going to we're going to do a great between job the two today, of us. But between the two of us, <clears throat> excuse me. I just uh, mowed my lawn and I'm drinking some delicious uh, ice cold water. Oh, you're learning trading. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I can't figure out how to mute this darn mic, so you're just going to have to hear me cough. But um, just, yeah, a little bit 
background on TradeCaddy as well. Um, before we get into those trades, it was established a long about eight years ago, and um, it was designed to educate investors <clears throat> and their financial advisors about the benefits and risks of exchange traded equity options. And so, we offer a variety of educational resources uh, that are a help to investors. And so, check us out on Facebook. Uh, like us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter at TradeCaddy. Um, sign up for a free membership at TradeCaddy.com. <clears throat> and remember that all content in this radio show should not be a recommendation to buy or sell a security. Uh, all information is intended for educational purposes only. And in no way should be considered investment advice. So when we talk about these trades, Mark, we're, <clears throat> yeah, we're saying these are awesome trades. We or Actually, I'm going to talk about one that uh, turns out wasn't so awesome. Um, but yeah, this is, this is an investment advice, but it's just a, advice to educate yourself and also to use our tools when you're, when you're doing it. So this show is half about trade caddy and half about, uh, investing, uh, as a result of what we've done with, uh, the trade caddy tools, what we, what we've found. So, right. yeah, so I don't know <clears throat> what we were thinking about doing today, Mark, was we were going to, and maybe even in like future, all future calls, uh, do a bear call or a, um, a bearish trade, a bullish trade, and a stagnant trade. <clears throat> but before our, we went ahead and did that, I thought, let's um, let's take a look at what our reports are telling us are good trades. And so I didn't know if you <clears throat> if you had pulled up um, any good trades uh, as a result of um, looking at, say, the alignment report or covered call, a double eagle report. We call it the double eagle report. It's for our covered calls or um, even those quick picks. Is there anything out there that stood out to you uh, that those reports kind of showed you? Yeah, you know, you and I, before the show, we looked up a couple, and, and of course the quick picks uh, identified Alaskan Airlines as mm-hmm. a upcoming bullish trend. But I'm going to steal some of the thunder, and we're, uh, we're going to talk about a trade that you can make 50% – wait, let me rephrase that. 100% return in two days. That's correct. What? Two days. Let's so, hear it, man. So uh, we're like Andy identified. We're gonna, there's we're going to pick a bullish trade, a bearish trade, a mm-hmm. stagnant trade, and then if time permits, we're going to throw out a wild card. So, nice. uh, Andy, are we are we going to go into the bullish trade now? Or yeah, let's are you go ahead. I'm ready, okay. especially if you queued that one up about the 100% ROI in two days. So uh, I'm currently in a paper trade on this like, this very trade, and there's a lot of activity in uh, communication, especially with what's going on in, uh, in politics and um, regulation that's occurring around uh, mobile devices. Well, mm-hmm. T-Mobile, of course, has been out there, and – Right now, if you queue up T-Mobile and take a look at it, it is offering so much money in that short put at the $61 strike price for an ex, uh, stock, excuse me, an option expiring 20 July. That's on Friday. So okay. If you went out and you did a short put at, and picked up that $0.58 cents and did a long put, and paid that $0.23, cents, therefore creating a bull put, you could pick up $0.49 cents credit on that trade. If you ask wow. for one penny more, just one penny more for $0.50, cents, 
you've got just as much to lose as you got to gain. You'll double your money. So if you went out and you just paper traded a, about 1,000 contracts, so Andy, what would be 1,000 contracts at 50 cents per share? So that 1,000 contracts is controlling uh, 100,000 shares of stock. That's because each uh, contract controls 100 uh, shares of stock, and you're doing 1,000 contracts, so you're doing 100,000. So if you take 100,000 times 0.5, you're going to get your answer. That's right, $50,000. Wow. So. Wow. And so you're talking like a bull play. Is that a credit trade or a debit uh, trade? Credit. Good. good That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's wonderful. I love credit trades. So So I'm going to go ahead and do that guy with actual money, but with paper trading, you can certainly pull that off. And and that's where you see the real money come in when it comes to um, uh, paper trades. And so that's one of the fun things we like to do with our paper trade account is we plug in $100,000 as our starting point or what have you. And then you have so much money you can play with. And then you can see just how much return on investment you can have uh, in that paper trade account. And, you know, you can, you can increase your risk to your liking um, knowing that this is just for for training purposes only, right? Right. So Andy and I looked up the, uh, what is the expectation? What does the market look like it's going to do? And uh, we identified two important positions, $55 and $61.50. The $55 Andy found when he went out and he was looking at the put side and he saw so many people out there buying insurance policies to the right to sell their stock at $55 for this expiration. It had the highest number on the call side. We went out and looked at the number of contracts and open interest at the six, uh, anywhere on the call side. And we found $61 and 51 cents having the, the highest portion. So Mm -hmm. we, this, this, uh, a very contrarian moment where we got, so many investors out there, not they really. That's a big spread, Andy, between sixty-one dollars and fifty-five dollars. That's a, and you can say that the, uh, this is a gamble, and if it's a gamble, you got a fifty percent chance that this will go through. The market went down today. It went down yesterday, so you've had two full days of downward uh, moves. Fibonacci uh, would make an argument that we're going to have a reversal because. There's been two-thirds down, one-third is going to go up. Tomorrow, you make a swing up. If this goes through and it does swing, do not wait till expiration. Close the trade. Take your profit. Can't go home. Can't go broke making a profit. So just take the profit tomorrow. Look for the trade. This is a day trade. If you're going to do it, you're going to place it in the morning, seize that 50 cents somewhere, uh, identify what price point you want to make, you know, 10%, 20% and then close it and how you close yeah. it andy you buy it back back exactly right and i'm looking at the um at the chart right now and i mean you're right it could go kind of go either way the rsi is about to dip below it's trending downward about to dip below 50 um, we've had three straight days of bearish trend and it dropped significantly today that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go back down but i mean you know what happens if it um, as it crosses that 50 on the RSI, I mean, if it goes all the way, it could go all the way through before it makes a correction. But 
Right. I'm looking back a month and every time it gets to 50, it comes back up. And so um, it's not necessarily, it's following uh, many of the trends, uh, you know, the, the traditional trends. I mean, it, once it hits and once it hits 30 or 70, it's, it goes right in the opposite direction. But right now, every time it touches that 50s line on the RSI, it goes back up. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens here with the T-Mobile. And uh, yeah, it sounds like a really fun short-term trade to make. If you haven't gone in there and do it with your paper trade account and uh, let it ride for a day and see what happens. Now for our, um, our um, negative trade or uh, downward spinning trade, I've mm-hmm. got queued up another pharmaceutical. It's got a daily volume of 1.7 million. Okay. Um, a- Andy and I, uh, as we told you in several episodes, we're trading pharmaceutical companies, and we mm-hmm. like these uh, Irish pharmaceutical companies. But we're going to take a <laughs> we're going to take a spin back to a pharmaceutical, and we're going to trend it the other direction. The ticker is A R L Z. That's Alpha Raymond Limousine Zebra. All right, Arla's uh, pharmaceutical. If you look at the chart on that. Uh, wow. You could see that. <laughs> what in the world happened here? I, I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> this is uh What happened uh, with those Bollinger bands? That wow. Okay, then it's, there's a correction, and then there's a. It's just going. It's spiraling out, spiraling out of control here, Mark. How are we going to capitalize on such a, a downward uh, trend here? And I mean, that's been that it was stagnant up until like from 2012. <clears throat> Let's see. I'm trying to figure this out here. Let's see. So in May, it just took a nosedive, and then it kind of leveled off a little bit in June, and then it's it. Oh my gosh! And then it starts. It's just a a nice downward <laughs> slope after that. But prior to May, it was pretty stagnant for um, looks like almost over a uh, over a year. So, what do you see happening here? Well. Yeah, that's that's a great question. I mean, it, it definitely has uh, negative momentum. It's down below. One of the things we always look at is for oversold, uh, oversold or overbought conditions, and um, where we look at the RSI line uh, dipping down below thirty or above seventy. Well, this has definitely been down below thirty, which means this is oversold, and uh-huh. usually it's an indication that there's going to be a reversal. But this has not reversed. It, uh-uh. it kept on going down. It, it whatever is happening, it just it doesn't it, it doesn't like it. So yeah. this is a penny stock, and uh, you do have uh, you do have an opportunity to either now. Um, what would you if if you were trading op, uh, not trading options, and uh, you uh, wanted a short this. How would you do that? You would just short the stock. And yeah. Shorting the skis is where you go out and you actually sell something you don't own. And mm-hmm. what what you do is um, at some point you go and you uh, buy it at the market price and, and, and settle your short position. So mm-hmm. um, we always say don't ever do that. It's, it's right. the most riskiest uh, position there you can do. Right. And what what you could do is you can actually go out and you can do uh, something like that with uh, options. But what 
what you can do is you can actually protect yourself with options. So what you would do with an option contract is you would actually short a call position and then you would set a long call position, the right to buy the stock at a fixed price. So you would want to limit your, uh, your risk in this. So, um, this would be a kind of an advanced trade, but what it would look like is you would go out and you would find a long call position at about a $1 and you would buy that uh, long position. So if you, if you could find a long position for $1, you're going to buy paying um, less than uh, five cents for it. But you're then going to Is go there enough volume and, out there to be able to do that on this? Did you, t- did you tell me how much volume was out there? 1.6 million. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and we usually yeah, look for at least what one is it? What's the volume that we usually look on for, for trades? At least a million. At least. Yeah. A million. Okay. Okay. Now I don't like trading penny stocks. This is not a trade that I, I, I would do, but we yeah, did I've promise that before. we would, Yeah. We, we, we did say, and the cool thing about this is that you could, um, if you're a beginner investor with a low budget, I would not trade this at all. And uh-huh. if you're a high-end investor and you 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 like uh, Andy who want want to sit on the edge of your seat, uh, you could you could do this trade. Yeah. <laughs> but that you would uh, what you're going to do is you're going to pick up your credit on that short mm-hmm. call position. You're going to sell a short call, and uh, you're going to have to find an option that that's going to go ahead and give you that that uh, a protection. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy, it it is, uh, it is a trade. It is a negative trade. Um, we yeah. could go ahead and find another one. Um, I, I just don't like this as, because it's a penny trade. Uh, yeah, well, I the found volume it. the volume is high. But I've, I've, another thing that I've not ever seen before with regard to this trade is the lack the the such a small option chain and yeah you we look at what we have on the OCW option chain wizard where we pull up the option chain and sure enough we tell you straight away you can tell um that uh date with 29 days until expiration there's uh it's overbought i only see one strike price and i guess that's because the price is so low so uh, three months out in September, August, September, July, August, September, yeah, I guess two or three months out, you've got four, you got a strike price of one or two or three or four. So you only have four options. So you, you just said that you wouldn't uh, do this trade, but if you were to do this trade, um, would you do it? Would you do it further out in time or would you do it with an expiration? Uh, no, you would, yeah. You would, you would do it as soon as possible for, mm-hmm. for a trade that, um, is something more that I would do it would be NGS natural gas services. And okay. I would pick that as a bearish trade because for one, it's not a penny stock. Uh, two, it has the volume that uh, it, it doesn't have. I'm sorry. It doesn't have enough volume. I just looked at okay. it. So we got 29,000 okay. in, in its volume. Um, okay. I am, I am cheating. I am going to Ari's bogey report. And, oh, nice. Um, Using the bogey report to pull it. Here's yeah. another trade. NAT, Nordic American okay. Tanker Shipping. Um, it's got a volume of 1.1 million. It okay. has uh, the. Uh, it has uh, a nice. It's it's a uh, looks like a nice opportunity for a bearish trade. 
That's what yeah, it is. And Ari's given it a total score of 8.5, which is indeed a bearish trade. Um, Ari is, has a, a, is a scorekeeping robot that tells us how good the trades are, you know, or at least what the trend is, is uh, for the stock. Sentimental value of 5, fundamental value of 1.5, which is the easiest to uh, well, I kind of like looking at technical too. Technical uh, value of two. So it, it's taking a look at the chart and it's seeing, you know, uh, what we're seeing. And when we look at the chart, things are just not going well for it. As far as I mean, I'm looking at a probably this would probably show up on that other report that we have where, you know, there's ten consecutive days of a continual trend. Um, and yeah, I'm looking at the candlesticks and they're all red and they're all uh, going lower for the uh for the nordic american tanker shipping um company so yeah this definitely looks like a good um bearish uh trend that you can go ahead and make a trade on and capitalize on that downward trending uh stock yeah the uh the two trades that look uh, intriguing is Mm -hmm. uh the long put you're going to go out and get a uh an insurance policy, the long put, mm-hmm. the right to sell the stock at three dollars. You're going to yeah. only pay eighty cents for that, and your uh, expiration on this is August seventeenth, which is twenty nine days. So your uh-huh. hope in this trade is that it would continue to go down. As a matter of fact, you would want it to be down uh, below two twenty uh, before you started really making money. The mm-hmm. uh, max reward you can make on this is uh, ironically 220. You can't. The company would have to go bankrupt in order for you to make max reward on it. Mm-hmm. So right, exactly. Uh, the next, but uh, the the chance of success on that trade is is relatively low. It's it's only got a 15 percent chance of success on a, that long put. What okay? Um, is there something called a protective put? And where mm-hmm. this is really intriguing is where you're going to actually go out and buy this stock. So you're going to own the stock at the same time as you long that put. So you're going to you're going to buy that long put as that stock travels on down. You're going to sell that long put when you think it's reached the bottom. So this is where you apply your day trading skills. You're looking at that uh, stock. You're looking for it to bottom out. Andy identified the alignment of the stars when he was. Uh, talking about it earlier, where the EMA, RSI, mm-hmm. and MACD all align, you can see that this this indeed has a um, alignment of the stars that happened how long ago, Andy, on the ninth or something like that, July ninth. Yeah, I'll look that up real quick. Yeah, I think it was July ninth. It was, it was happened on it around the July eleventh. Oh, okay. So um, we're this is not a fresh signal meaning that the signal didn't occur within the last three days. It is a signal that's uh, a, a, over a week old, and it is, um, it is still in that bearish trend. The a reversal would look like when you had the, um, those three going the other direction. Uh, we don't have uh, any sign that that's going to happen in the next week. It could, right. but um, so is, is the question is, can you expect 80 cents more to be dropped out of this? Well, let's look at what support looks like. It looks like support in the last year has been uh, $1.90. That stock will drop down to $1.90 and tend to bounce. So um, the difference between $1.90 and 240 is only $0.50, cents, uh, giving you uh, not enough to make that $0.80 cents back. 
so the uh the the um the thought process that here is you buy the stock hold on to it if the stock uh, you sell back that that um uh, long put make some money on it and then when it travel uh, you, you're increasing your uh cost basis but you have you can sleep at night because you you have an insurance policy and wait for that stock to bounce back up mm-hmm. yeah so um those insurance policies i mean that's why options trading is so um so fruitful uh for the cautious investor but it's also what makes um it makes uh it a little more difficult to get into from a learning curve perspective but definitely worth it and that's why trade caddy exists to kind of get everybody acquainted with these insurance policies so that when they go out and make these trades they can't sleep at night because I have heard some horror stories. Um, I don't know a whole, honestly, a whole lot of, um, of current investors. I know a lot of former investors and they don't do it anymore um, because they just got burned. And I'm telling them, you know, um, although, um, it, although you still can, you know, there are no guarantees. There are ways to hedge your bets. And that's exactly what we, we're doing here. So, yeah, no, that's a great trade, too. So bullish, bearish, you're talking about wild card or stagnant. Actually, we talked about T-Mobile. Um, T-Mobile is labeled by Trade Caddy as a stagnant trade. And in fact, if you go out on our Twitter feed right now, you'll see why uh, based on its scoring. So that's probably not the trade that you wanted to discuss with regards to stagnant tra- um, trades. But what report do you use in Trade Caddy to find stagnant trades, Mark? Or do you just kind of wait for the Twitter uh, feed to come out and, and, and that tells you what the stagnant trades are that you like? Or... Oh. Do you take a look at our quick picks report, which is also part of Ari, and, and uh, to look at your stagnant trade options? That's a great question. All of the above. I, everything you said was the answer. I wait for this. Um, uh, every single day, Ari goes out and publishes to Twitter free. Anybody can go to our Twitter account and see all those uh, stock picks. That's a fantastic place for uh, any investor to go, and I, I certainly would bookmark that. And idea is is that those are trades that are uh, displaying technical signals where uh, you've got a bullish, bearish, or stagnant trend. And mm-hmm. every single day, three um, uh, up to three in each direction is picked. The second place is, like you were saying, the Ari has an alignment report where I love to go and I like to customize my own uh, trades there and identify um, those those stagnant events. But Ari also has um, a, some a, a range finders and the covered calls. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, use my covered calls as my favorite place because and yeah. when I'm doing a stagnant position, um, I tend to uh, like to lower my cost basis in a position that, that's so low that I don't li- I don't like to lose. And mm-hmm. and that one uh, that's how you and I got into AVDL stock. But just giving you right. an example on uh, let's go ahead and take that NAT stock, that one okay. we were just talking about a bearish move. If I were to do a stagnant trade on that, I would do something called a put butterfly. Now, you, okay. we haven't talked about that in this radio show. And the, today is the first time we're introducing the put butterfly. You're okay. applying a bear put and a bull put simultaneously. Now, that's a credit trade and a debit trade combined together to make a debit trade. So what you're expecting is this trade to 
be range bound, stick within a certain uh, threshold, and you're going to close this trade when you can sell it back for more than what you paid for it. So this is a this is a trade where you go in uh, and let's let's kind of look at it. What we would okay. do, we would go out and get a bear put uh, at um, the four dollar strike price for October nineteenth uh, uh, expiration, ninety two days. And I'm sorry, what what stock are we talking about? Nat. Okay. Nat. We're just using that yeah. same stock. We're just kind of throwing yeah, gotcha. it out. So okay. um, you would. Man, today's show went quick. No, don't go, no, it's not over. We're still going. Let's we're, let's fin- at least finish this. See what I'm doing right now, Mark, is I'm writing down every, everything that you say. And for our listeners at home, uh, with the podcast, I mean, um, what I'm going to do is after this radio program is over, I'm going to go back and listen to it because uh, if I'm anything like you, I didn't catch it all the first time through. So I got my pad of paper, my pencil, I got my computer open, and I'm I'm jotting down as much as I can. But thankfully, with uh, with the podcast, you can go ahead and just kind of rewind and, and revisit. And if you listen to the podcast tonight, Wednesday night, you can place these paper trades by tomorrow. And so, yeah, so this is going really fast. The put butterfly is something that is on the option chain wizard, and it tells you exactly what the what the put butterfly does. And so rather than call up Mark every time you want to do a put butterfly or any other kind of trade and ask him, uh, where the strike should be, what the expiration should be, what is the risk of this trade, what's the delta, uh, what's your primary and secondary exits, you go to the OCW instead. That's a great educational tool. It contains data that's almost um, – how old is that? Is The data is great for educational purposes, and so um, and it's timely, um, and it's updated uh, every evening. Um, so it's not always 100 – it's not always like – it's not real time. But it's good enough right. to give you an idea of what the trade should look like for you. But what you do is you learn all about it uh, using the option chain wizard cards. Um, or, I mean, obviously, you can go ahead and listen to Mark uh, and, uh, and me on these radio programs and also incorporate what you hear into your trading. But, yeah, before I – I don't want to belabor the point, but I'm just saying, you know, always revisit these podcasts and, and get online and take a look and verify that what we're saying is true. But go ahead, Mark. So we're doing – a uh, put butterfly with a bear put and a bull put on right. NAT. Right. What's it, okay. it, intriguing about a put butterfly, and it freaks a, uh, people out when they're placing it. They'll always notice that their put position, their short put, they have a short put and a, um, uh, they have a short, the short put in both. Yeah, the short put's at the same, the same strike, strike right? Yeah. yeah, it's hearing the same strike. So. When they're doing the bear put side, they're shorting the put at the same price that they're shorting the put on the bull put side, and it kind of freaks people out. So then you're going out and you're doing a long put on the outside of the trade. So let's say on this uh, NAT, I would short a put at the $3 strike price for both the bear put and the bull put. And then on the long put, I'm on the outer perimeter of that. On the bear put, I would be four dollars for a strike, and mm-hmm. the long put, um, uh, two dollars for bucks. the bull put. Yeah, so, wonderful. Uh, overall, I'm going to clear. Uh, I'm going to get some money for the bear put. I'm going to get uh, have to pay some money for the bull put. Overall, <clears> it's going to cost me fifty five cents for that trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I would sell this trade as soon as I could, uh, as soon as I can get a credit on this trade. My goal is to get twenty percent, a credit of. 77 cents would give me back 
my profit on that trade. So I pay back that 55 cents and plus uh, pick up 20, you know, 22 cents on that other side or 23 cents. Uh, mm-hmm. My um, worry in this trade is, is that it goes uh, too, too high up or too uh, far down. So okay. uh, your max risk in this trade is only what you pay for it, that 55 right. cents. Max so ROI? Questions for you. Questions. Yes, sir. Yeah. And that is actually one of my questions that other than, um, so I'm going through this OCW card and I'm see, I'm seeing that max ROI of 81.82%, but you said you're going to go ahead and, and I've heard you say before, you're not going to be greedy. You're going to get, once you get that 20%, you're going to go ahead and cash out of this trade and, or close this trade. Um, how would you end up getting that max ROI of 81% for, for our listeners who are going to be doing this uh, trade for their homework tonight? Great question. You let it expire. You, exp- uh, you let it self-execute. It tells you down at the bottom uh, of the trade cards what to do. So you mm-hmm. close, close. it says it will return 23 cents. But it tells yeah. you if a secondary exit, if bullish, close bear put at a bullish theoretical break even at 345. So your max profit would actually be if the stock closes at the same price that it is today when you placed it. So, because that's, that's dead center. You're wanting it to be stagnant. You're wanting it. to. So, yeah. So would you say you want low volatility on this trade then or on this stock? Well, you really don't care about the volatility as long as in 92 days, it ends up back to where. Gotcha. Okay. Think of it as water. And, and the water's not going up. It's not going down. You're just, your nose is just barely above it. So right. you're happy when you're happy when the uh, water's going down because you can breathe. Um, mm-hmm. But in this scenario, let's uh, hypothetically say that uh, that's a bad thing. And if you're worried about it when the water goes above your nose, because you can't breathe and then you drown. So, yeah. Uh, you just so one of the, one there. of the things that we did the other day, and I was, I was just going to ask you, do you, do you have to babysit this trade? And yes. I think I, I answer, kind of answered my own question because we put a, I think we did, it was a paper trade. I think it was on Netflix and we didn't get a chance to talk about that, but what a roller coaster that track that is. I only paper trade Netflix because it's just ridiculous. But um, we went ahead and we put a closing order on that trade when it reached a certain point. I think it might've been 20%. I can't remember exactly. So in other words, you do not necessarily have to babysit a trade if, in certain circumstances, you, you know, you're wanting to get 20%. So you put that closing order in and then it execute when you hit that percentage. Is that kind of your recommendation? How, how you, how you trade these type? you make these exactly. types of trades? Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. And, and as I'm saying this, I'm, uh, I should be ashamed of myself because yesterday you and I were uh, discussing a trade I did that T-Mobile trade. There's an opportunity that I could have got out and just taken $1,400 of profit. And that was my goal. I only wanted to make 1000 I had made 1400 and I didn't. I didn't close the trade. And yeah, I remember that. Yeah, today I'm down. Yeah, that's another but, thing. I mean, sometimes just real life gets in the way. And if you don't put in these closing orders and you, and you run into other things in life that keep you away from the, the trade desk, uh, then you, you're, you know, unfortunately, you're out of luck. So it is good to stay on top of these things. You don't necessarily have to babysit. They have their own expiration dates. But, 
yeah, you have to have exit strategies, and that's what the OCW provides. Um, speaking of, I just got an email from Mark because you take these OCW trading cards and you can email them to your friends. Um, and so and that is one of the things, you know, all these trades that we that we are talking about, but aren't recommending aren't recommending that you buy, sell, or trade them. If you if you do take what we're doing, you know, just paper trade these things, and um, that way you're not out of any money, but you are learning from what it is that we're talking about. Um, and that's kind of how we're doing it. There's, um, I, we've not placed any trades um, that we've talked about other than the one uh, T-Mobile trade live. We're just doing all these uh, paper trading these. So, um, and it's, it's it's just for learning purposes. And, and I think that you would benefit from doing from the same strategy. So, go back, listen to the podcast once or twice, do your own research, place these trades, sign up for a free Trade Caddy account, and or um, purchase one of the subscriptions to one of our tool sets. Uh, give us an email at Andy at TradeCaddy.com, Mark at TradeCaddy.com, or follow us on Twitter to learn a little bit more about some of the tools that we're talking about using here. All right, and if you are interested, we I did share a link with Andy. He'll make the decision if we want to share that with you on Twitter or not. But yeah. uh, all you have to do is click on it, and it tells you exactly what that trade was at Thinkorswim. You could go there. Mm-hmm. Those lovely people open up a beautiful uh, account. And by the way, we're not affiliated with Thinkorswim, and nothing we're saying is a recommendation by hold or sell. We uh, certainly uh, are a fan of Thinkorswim's product. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, we have, we have a, like a one-hour class on how to use the Thinkorswim product uh, and and actually make a, a paper trade a covered call through it. And we put that together about six months ago, but it's available, I believe, on our website or our YouTube channel. Or if you can't find it and are interested, shoot us an email. We'll easily send you a link. That was an amazing show, Andy. What yeah, a show! Yeah, no, I really liked it. I mean, you know, and it's really easy for me because I just ask you questions, you go ahead and answer them, and it's just like I'm sitting in a classroom. I hope that everybody else online feels the same way. Um, all, all these trades, I will post on Facebook and or Twitter, or maybe even send them in an email to our subscribers to kind of keep you everybody updated. But yeah, we're eight minutes over our show time. We took no commercials, and it, it still flew by, Mark. And I really appreciate the time you take to educate me and all of our listeners. Um, I need another episode of Power Trader Radio. You're listening to Trade Talk on powertraderradio.com. <laughs> 